Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 41 of Reboot Already Underway. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by David Becker. Hello. And Aaron Hahn. Hello. Dang it! I messed up again! Wait, what? I keep meaning to do these little interstitials before your names. You know, like, oh, uh... No, we're not going back to David, that, David, uh, David Becker. The, the... I don't know, I'll think of something next week. Um, guys... Last, you, the last thing you came up with was, like, jingle bells and silver bells. I uh, know. And... Last week I did it, and he was the man who needed no introduction. And Aaron, you were the man whose clever blog name what? was already taken. <laughs> now, guys... Fine. If you didn't know, this is the show where we, uh... Go back, we talk about some movie stuff that happened in the past week. We also talk about all-time favorite kind of movie stuff. Of course, big thing that happened this week, the Oscars. Yeah, it wasn't that big. It was, it was yeah, honestly, the lowest ratings that have been since 2008. Uh, so, not good. But, I enjoyed them greatly. Aaron, David, let's talk about who won our bracket. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And, uh, Honestly, also, we know it was me. Well, we'll see. I, heard, I don't know about that. I, I You know... I heard, being you, know the, wait, you actually don't know? You didn't count it yet? I No, I didn't. So let's figure it out. Wait, what? I, I thought you were going to have this all prepared. Doing it on, yeah. We're doing it on the show, guys. We're doing it live. Here we go. Okay. Huh. Actually, I did count them, but I'm trying to prepare... I'm trying to sound uh, not partial to this. Even though my I am one of the people that's in this. Um... Mm. I mean, all three of us are in this, so we're all... We're all partial. We're all in this together. We're all in this <laughs> together. I mean, can make these references now. Now I've seen this movie, okay? All right, guys, let's... let's... Let, let, me, let me have those guys. Let's start from the bottom, then we'll be here. Um, that's a, Is that supposed to be that's a Drake a, reference? That's an that ASAP was, Rocky uh, reference. If anyone didn't know, you're, you're 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 like when Alex Trebek tries to rap on Jeopardy. That's, <laughs> what was that's it? You. Panda, 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 panda. <laughs> All right, let's start with who won the screenwriting awards. Of course, Kenneth Lonergan won for Manchester by the Sea, and I believe was it Barry Jenkins who wrote Moonlight, and someone else. I forget someone their else. name. Okay, well we're sorry, person who other person do you but not have the list i have the list but all it has are just the names of the movies it doesn't have who's who wrote them do you, do you have the um, leads i have <laughs> no we're not going to talk about it until <laughs> until the until the section of all right um so of course manchester aaron yes you got that one i also got that one i hadn't even seen that at that point but <sighs> i mean it was obvious really uh, it was yeah, um deserved yeah so, uh, for, of course, Moonlight, Aaron, you got Moonlight. You picked Moonlight. I picked Lion for some godforsaken reason. <laughs> I think my, uh, my reasoning I, I was this is where that, they get them. I was like, one. oh, God, you're, like, I may be wrong with Arrival, but you're wrong. Yeah, I was right? very wrong. Of course, let me move to visual effects. The Jungle Book, I mean, there was no question, really. It, yeah. Um, I needed Kubo to win in my heart. Like, I, I needed Kubo. But, There's uh, no yeah, I, I remember, see, Internet. If you want to know everything that Jacob thought about the uh, Oscars, you could just go look at his Twitter page. That's true. My mom, my, my mom made a comment. I was like, "Did they, did Jacob watch the Oscars?" I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> hey, I don't man, know." It's my Super Bowl. Let me also, have this. is he a Democrat? <laughs> is he a Democrat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. Thank, yeah. So thank you, mom. Yeah. Thank you. Um. 
David's mom. I forget her name. <laughs> I called her. I called her Jody last time, so I was very. I know that's why I was waiting for you. Or to no, Jody is right. Julie. I called her Julie. And yeah, Jody's Jody. right. Jody. Jody. I'm sorry, Jody. <laughs> um. So yeah, visual effects. Uh, Aaron and I got that one. Uh, sound mixing. So now here's the thing. I think editing and mixing felt backwards to me. I felt like Hacksaw should have won editing while Arrival should have won mixing. No, I, th- I think the reason why... Well, because, uh, like, Hacksaw is working with a lot of things that are actual... that we actually have the sound reference for, whereas Arrival has to come up with new sounds for these alien creatures and spaceships and stuff that we don't have a reference for. That's, so I that's think a that's very why. interesting point. That is a very interesting point. Well, yeah, of course, Arrival 1 editing, Hacksaw 1 mixing. Uh, David, you got sound editing. Um, Heck yeah, that's a, I did. That's your first point on the board right now. And uh, no one. And guess what? It won't be my last. It won't be. <laughs> and no one guessed Hacksaw Ridge for mixing. Uh, so, no points there. Um, live action short, sing, don't know anything about it. No one guessed it. David, you had guessed it, but you changed at the last second <laughs> to something else. Um, uh, he thought it was the talking animal movie, you know? Yeah. He was, was yeah. going to go all in. He went, oh. I know. I, I did see the talking animal movie. He did. <laughs> no, you did. Animated short film. Uh, the winner was Piper. We all guessed Piper. It's Pixar. Yeah. Come on. Um, production design. Uh, La La Land won. Uh, and Aaron and I both guessed that one. That one I also felt was basically just a shoe in at that point, um, especially the whole no. final sequence of the film. Once you make something like yeah. that, the Academy gives it to you. Um, what, what, David? That was overrated. It wasn't that good of a scene. <laughs> Did you see La La Land, though? No, no. Is your door open, David? <laughs> no, my door's shut. Oh my god, it's so loud. Um, all right, so best original song, uh, City of Stars won. Aaron, you were right. And, you know, I was thinking oh, about this. Uh, audition, I think, within the context of the film, is a better song. But on, on its own, it doesn't really stand without Emma Stone's performance. So I, I think they made the right call there, and I think that they was made the right call. The argue, that's what I was arguing <laughs> I, when we made I'm these sorry. predictions. I wasn't listening to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sounds normal. There we go. There's an Aaron, uh, Aaron win. Uh, music original score, La La Land, was there ever a, a question? Jacob, no. Jacob, that's me. Um, Aaron and I both got that one. Now here's the one: Suicide Squad wins for best makeup and hairstyling. Oh yeah, <laughs> Oscar award-winning movie, Suicide Squad. Aaron's the only one who picked Suicide Squad. Um, now here's the thing: you look at the makeup in um, what the, the Joker in, in Star Trek compared to even Killer Croc and Suicide Squad, which I think is really great. But there are so many more things in Star Trek that I'm like, that it should have went here. I don't know what what happened, but uh know what know what this is? What? The birth of DC. Let me tell you, because now that uh, they have an Oscar. They're gonna put that on every movie. trailer now. DC from the winners of the Oscar or Oscar winning uh <laughs> whatever. Moving. Um, so so now DC's gonna get like get like on the Oscar train and they're just gonna yeah. chug along until they crush Marvel. Has Marvel won an Oscar? I'm sure they have. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just talking out of my visual effects, out of my, right, or something to that effect. They've probably, definitely won some technical awards. But let me tell you, DC, 
Choo choo. I'm hopping on that train. <laughs> All right, moving on to the foreign language film. Uh, the Salesman won. I mean, guys, you picked Tony Erdman. The Salesman yeah. was the obvious one after all of the controversy surrounding it. Yeah. I mean, I haven't obviously haven't seen any of these films, but you do have to wonder if, like, that was the deciding factor, was kind of like that political I'm, climate I'm not surrounding saying it. that it's a bad movie, though. Like, I, no, I'm no. sure it's a fantastic film. It's just what I'm, that gave but it what the I'm extra saying, nudge. Is that Tony Erdman? I had like heard like a lot about it. Like it was on so many like year end lists. It was even on like the BFI's top top films from the twenty first century, like top one hundred films that made that wow. list. And that was like the year it came out. So I was like, okay, this probably has got a lot of. Stuff Aren't you glad up, we're but... we're remaking it with Jack Nicholson for some reason now, <laughs> a year after it came out. Um, but I am happy the salesman won because that was one of the best speeches of the night. Speeches Power- in quotation because a, yeah, it was... A powerful statement there and also a powerful statement from the Academy in general. Just making that win. Uh, film editing, Hacksaw Ridge won. None of us guessed it. Interesting choice, I think. I don't know. Yeah, because we were talking about that on the spoiler cast, how it feels like a very disjointed yeah, movie. Yeah, it does. So I don't know. Maybe that's where they were like, hey, let's give it to Hacksaw here, I guess. I don't know where that... Maybe out. just the editing was above both of you guys. Maybe it was. Maybe, maybe it was that's so it. over our heads. Like we or, or, maybe, or maybe you're above the Academy, both of you. I, I like you know, to lean that way. I like that. I like that idea. Who knows? You didn't <laughs> guess it either, David. So who knows? Maybe you're oh, I know. too. Uh, best short documentary, The White Helmets won. David got a point there. Holla uh, at me. A documentary feature, OJ Made in America won. I don't think anyone would have seen that coming, but for some reason we're all obsessed with OJ Simpson again here in America. So, <laughs> um, man, that, that yeah. Jimmy Kimmel Thinking back, and Bill Nye, the science guy. One. The reason why I didn't, though, is because like, I was like, it's like seven hours long. Like, yeah. I didn't think they'd go for it. But. Longest film ever to win an Academy Award. Uh, directing La La Land won. And now here's the thing. We thought... We thought they where... were going to split the vote, yeah. but we thought they were going to split it the other way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Aaron and I both guessed Moonlight. David guessed Arrival. La La Land won. Very happy. Damien Chazelle, man. Uh, one of my favorite people right now. Uh, costume design. Now, David, here's another point for you. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Who saw this one coming? No Me. one. I mean, I guess David. How much money was Warner Brothers throwing at the Academy That's this a year? They're like, we're going to. Really we're gonna, great question. We feel confident in Suicide Squad and Fantastic a... Beasts. So we're going to get them an Oscar somehow. Now, I think also part of it is that the costume designer has been nominated several times before. And so yeah. she's just a familiar name, maybe, that also might have uh into it because once you've had that many years to to market your your brand um you automatically kind of get a a shoe in uh mm-hmm. cinematography la la land think it deserved all of the all of that uh absolutely gorgeous film jacob and aaron that's me i'm jacob uh aaron and i got points for that i'm reading my name and trying to go <laughs> faster animated feature we all agreed zootopia would take it it did um even though Kubo's the better film. Uh, uh, best Supporting Actress, Viola Davis for Fences. Now, Aaron guessed Viola Davis. I guessed Naomi Harris because I had not realized Viola Davis has never won. She's been nominated three times but has never won. I thought she had won the two times before this. And I'm like, well, they might want to like spread the love a little bit. Did not realize, but good for her. Haven't seen Fences. 
need to see it. Um, actress in a leading role, Emma Stone in La La Land. We all agreed on that. I mean, <laughs> there was no hope for anyone else going in. Natalie Portman just didn't even show up. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's such a weird picture of her too. Like, yeah, they couldn't find was. like a more natural picture. No. All right. So for actor in a supporting role, we all cast Mahershala Ali in Moonlight. Um, that was basically the obvious choice. Um, he had been winning everything prior to that. I think it would have been more surprising if he didn't win, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then act in a leading role. Well-deserved. Oh, yeah, well-deserved for sure. Um, crazy, crazy good how good that performance is. Um, strange clip that they chose, I think. Like, that's not really his best scene, but I also thought <laughs> they chose a weird clip for Ryan Gosling. I was like, that's definitely not his best scene in La La Land. Do they think that's his best work in that movie? And even he's like... Looking, like, confused. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> All right. Um, so, actor in a leading role, Casey Affleck, won for Manchester by the Sea. We all guessed to that as well. <laughs> what? Reluctant. Yeah. Clapping. <laughs> I mean, performance-wise, it was the best performance of the year. Um, and then, best picture uh, went to... Now, I have La La Land highlighted because of the huge snafu. Um, you know, everyone... They, they, Warren Beatty had his little his little envelope that had Emma Stone La La Land on it, and uh, you know he's up there. We're all just laughing at him, thinking he's just a crazy old man. Faye Dunaway is like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> like up there, and uh, and and for, then it turns out he was smarter than everyone. He was, which I mean, he wasn't smart enough to not make uh, you know rules don't apply, but. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, Moonlight ended up winning. Fantastic. Um, I think I'm very surprising, happy. but uh, but you know, yeah, surprising. I, and I think in in the I'm, long run, I'm gonna go. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, no, I'm, I was just thinking. The more I think about it, I think Moonlight is the one that of 2017. It it's important that it won. So I'm very happy that it won, even though I think La La Land is. I mean. I'm on record saying La La Land is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, so, but and I'm happy Moonlight won just to spite Aaron Jacob because that brings me joy. And Wait, what did he though, guess, David? He I guess the rival. Oh, okay. <laughs> so none of us got Moonlight, um, but of course Moonlight was the second choice um, logically. Um, yeah, so that's all the winners. And, of course, let's do the tally. With the least amount of points, we have David with eight points. Thank you. Thank you. With the second most points, we have me with 11 points. And, of course, <laughs> with the most points, Aaron Hahn, 14 points. Aaron, give your Ooh. acceptance speech. Here's your... Your, Here's my the first speech. Ever oh, oh, oh no! Oh no! Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't prepared. I yeah, want to say. I want to say. Beyonce made the best music video. David, this is not your time. Get off my stage. Get off the stage, Aaron. Aaron, here's uh, your... uh, I want. I want. I want to thank everyone. Uh, uh, all. Uh, uh, oh, oh no! Uh, I, I forgot everyone's name. Oh, you forgot uh, everyone's name. Oh God! Like you think. don't want to thank the Bye Bye Man. I want. I want. <laughs> I want. I want to thank the Bye Bye Man for what? What does he do? He like gives you the thoughts of committing violent 
axe. I don't remember the premise of this movie. Oh, <laughs> man. I'd also like to thank Monster Trucks. Yeah. And you a dog's purpose. You want to meet Creech? Oh, my gosh. Is that... Uh, that's oh. the name of the monster. That's the monster name of the trucks. monster. <laughs> I remember that. After you said yeah. that. Um, guys, that was the Oscars this year. Any, any standout moments to you, Aaron? Oh, no, nothing big happened. Other um, than the thing very, we've very already talked ceremony. about. Um, How did Justin Timberlake's performance go? Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, so obvious he wasn't legitimately singing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. But it was just kind of like, eh. He also that had me such a good. long time. Like, he did his song, and then he did, like, a breakdown, too. I'm like, no. And then Sting's up there for a minute. <laughs> like, what? You're rushing Sting off the stage? He's one of the biggest rock stars of all time. I did not know he was nominated this year, though. So when they were, like, hyping it up, they're just like, and coming up after this commercial, Sting has yeah, a I was like, is he doing like, In Memoriam? Wait, what? <laughs> like, is it because he was in the B movie? <laughs> Oh god! Yep, that's why the B movie has um, been getting a lot of hype this year. Let me tell you. <laughs> and the winner of Best Picture for 2016 was the, the B movie. movie. Wait, that came out a few years ago. You wouldn't be able to tell the way the internet talks about it. Um, no, I, I think overall it, a stronger show than last year. Um, I think Jimmy Kimmel was just a better host. I'm not even a fan of Jimmy Kimmel. I went in thinking, this is going to be bad. And he surprised me. His jokes were I, funny. Um, the best part was uh, th- they obviously had that whole thing going about actors who inspired actors. Yes. Going, yes. And then when he gets to <laughs> rebought a zoo, I was just dying. <laughs> that, that was fantastic. And then when uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon go up to hand out the award, and every time Matt Damon talks, they bring the music up so you can't. Just the constant Matt Damon shade was fantastic throughout the whole... And um, uh, Mocking the Great Wall, of course. Yes, <laughs> the ponytail movie. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that that, that made uh, Kimmel a good host, in my opinion. Maybe a joke we shouldn't make on the podcast, but it was a funny one nonetheless, <laughs> where he was, uh, he's like, the only, happy, the only happy ending it seemed like there was this year was the one in the middle of Moonlight. <laughs> and he's like, no one saw it? No one saw Moonlight? You're all up here acting like you've seen this movie. <laughs> yeah. I had to explain it to my friend. That I was oh, watching my God. It <laughs> yeah. Um, just a very good uh, show overall. Unfortunately, one of the least viewed ones. Um, so I don't I think, think we'll the be getting... only part I didn't like was that whole part where they brought like the tourists in. Yeah, it's like... very fake. It was so obviously fake that you're just like, this is way too long. Yeah, like can it, we just like ditch all that, the stuff like the that? Thing. It it would be okay if it wasn't so long. It takes forever to get through. Um, if it was just like well, I mean, thing that's they why they need say, they oh, should oh. cut out all that extra stuff that yeah. isn't really funny or yeah. Um, but yeah, worthwhile overall. Great show. Um, excited again as always for next year. I'm always as soon as that show ends, I'm like, let's do it again. I could watch the Oscars for 24 hours if they wanted me to. I'd be like, okay. They would run out, Jacob, they would run out of awards. No, best. Man. This is the thing. Best I don't think they extra give out, in Transformers 3. I don't think 3. they give out enough awards <laughs> at the Academy. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Uh-huh. You will um, not divide us. <laughs> yeah, that is his thing, isn't it now? He got arrested for that, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, his, his wife is out there making movies now. Yeah, she is. Um... But 
I, I, I honestly don't think they give out enough awards. I think if you cut down some of that middle stuff and give out awards for, like, best stunts, which I think is just a thing that for some reason the Academy is like, no, we're, we're not going to we're not going to honor that. Academy Sorry. needs to honor the animals as the, the David animals. does. It does. You know, yeah. that's the that's the right way to go. Well, guys, hey, course, know, how many, know how many Oscars Airbud would have won back in his glory days? <laughs> yeah. Did you see Airbud <laughs> tweeted, check that envelope again? <laughs> Just, just one thing I'd like to think about is imagine if you're the kid that got benched so Airbud could play. <laughs> yeah. That's something I like it's to think, think about. We need, we need a spinoff. We need a yes, spinoff film where he like they did. They re- had Air Buddies. No, no, we need <laughs> a spinoff of that kid where like he goes oh, on to be like kid. just disturbed because he's like my whole life I've been replaced by a dog. My family so never wanted the me. They bought a dog instead. Um, guys, Aaron, of course, congratulations. You're the only person at this table, at this table, and this Skype call that has a uh, a reboot already underway award. So wow. Till next year, I'm coming for I it. I don't know what I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I don't either. I don't know if I should feel proud of that or not. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Uh, guys, let's of course move on to the upcoming movies of the week. Logan, you still have time. Princess should have a red dress like mine. Where it is. Where's the seat? Uh, hmm, interesting week, guys. We got something good coming. We got something that looks uh, just trashy. Then we got something that looks okay. And then we got something that looks okay. <laughs> so. so the 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 good one is the shack, right? You nailed it. See, Jake, why do you always, you always prejudge the movies before we can even talk that about it? That is literally what this whole Do you want to defend the Shack right now, David? Well, he does. He read the book so, and he loves it. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Well, we'll get it we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll okay. get into that later. I just always Logan. Jake, we get you got to change you got to change how you just like uh, you know, throw all the movies out. Literally, there. just be like, we got a lot of movies this week. Literally, because now, our, now I have all these preconceived judging notions. them before they come out. That's what this whole yeah, segment is. But I, I got um, all of Jacob's preconceived notions up in my brain. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm I sorry. My own I'll, day I'll stop. Thoughts. But let's be honest, Logan is going to be sick. It's going oh, to be insane. Do you see the new poster that um they posted on Twitter? No. Oh. You should. I probably would have sent it to the group chat on Twitter, but guess what? You guys never reply to it, just like you never reply to my, my Listen, real text we, messages oh my in God. real life. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, I see the tweets. I, see them. I just I don't know what, what I'm supposed, supposed to, say? to reply to ha-ha. them. Just like, ha-ha. Because <laughs> <laughs> I chuckle at them, but like, I don't have like a sentence or paragraph yeah. to respond guys, with. We're, we're losing the lead here. Logan. A film that I, I said... I would, wouldn't watch any trailers for. Uh, of course, that changed because it played before one of the movies I went to go see. So, you watch the trailer. You didn't close your eyes in the theater? No, I'm not going to close my eyes in the theater. I still hear it. I wish I would have been plug in that my theater ears. and Jake just closing his eyes. Yeah. I can't see the Don't let me see it! <laughs> no, um, but, you know, I saw one trailer didn't really give anything away i think they're doing a good job with the trailers for this movie mm-hmm. um where like i don't know anything i'm like okay there's this girl and of course x23 some people want her 
movie. Um, now, Logan, sitting at a 95% uh, uh, certified fresh, I believe, now too, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, finally got that. Which is yeah. so exciting. Um, it seems like this is going to be up there in the echelons of superhero movies. Like, People are, yeah, a lot of uh, the reviews I've seen have said it's like the best superhero film, the most like game cha- changing superhero film since The Dark Knight. Wow. So, obviously, That's a lot to hold up to. very hype. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm thoroughly hyped for it. Jacob and I got tickets to go see it. Thursday night. This Thursday at 10, right? Yeah, so the day this comes out. Yeah. Or kind of. Um, so that's exciting. Um, this movie is one that's been brewing for a long time. We knew this was Hugh Jackman's final role, or final spin on, on Wolverine. Um, and I think from what I've seen, which again isn't much, this looks like the perfect way to send him off in, in, a, in a Western superhero film. Um, I've, I've personally been on record saying that superhero movies need to... I mean, we, we talk about Marvel feels a bit sterile at times because all their movies feel the same. Um, but this is what I've been wanting them to do is to take other genres and put superheroes in those genres. That's why I think Ant-Man stands out to me so much more than some of the other Marvel movies because it does... Even if it doesn't do it super well, it tries to put Ant-Man in a heist uh, setting. And so just putting Logan in a, a Western like, setting, fantastic. It also looks a lot darker and grittier. Like, because Wolverine is pretty just, like, dark and gritty, but, like, I feel like they just go dive into, like, a deeper well. Like, they just go deeper and deeper. Like, yeah, this is, this is the final thing, so all claws are off. <laughs> I mean, it is rated R. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I'm 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 ready. I'm ready as well. Aaron, what do you think? Um I mean same. I'm really hyped for this film. Mm-hmm. And just to show how hyped I am, I'm watching X Men two and X Men three tomorrow. Okay. Have you seen those before or not? No. He hasn't, no. Okay. They've been on my shelf since the beginning of this year, but then you're I now have a reason to watch them. Because you don't and need to watch Origins. No one should ever watch Origins. <laughs> Oh, I've watched that one. Wait, really? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. X-Men 2 and X-Men 3 are the last X-Men so movies that, that I need to watch. Origins, but you haven't seen X-Men 2, considered one of the greatest superhero films ever. I, I, will... I don't know. Origins is pretty underrated, you know? You That's what I thought. You got the blob you got your, in there for one You scene. got your gambit and your, and your blob and your CGI that looks like... Will I Am's in it for a few minutes. Will I Am's in it. What more do you want yeah. out of film? Um, a lot more, actually. Will we not? <laughs> All right. Guys, let's talk so, about the shack. Yes. Now, I'm going to go on the record saying I have not seen this trailer at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I did read the book. Mm-hmm. Really? And the book was a really good book. And Aaron still looks at me in disgust. I'm. I'm it's not. not no, it's not discussed. It's very much it's, apprehension. Uh, pure, <laughs> yeah. No, I. I enjoyed the book. It was thought provoking. It was a thought provoking book, and I didn't like pick it up thinking like, 
oh, this is like on the top like ten books a Christian should read. Like, no, that's it. I, I picked up the book. I, like, is on my dad's bookshelf, and I was like, oh, like this looks interesting. You, you heard a kid like, gets murdered, and you're like, I'm in. Yeah, like because <laughs> the premise of the shack is just like, oh, journey, like David. there's a shack. There's a shack where, and then he goes to the shack. Yeah, yeah, and a kid dies but, in the shack. And Shaq dunks that basketball. If Shaq was in this movie, <laughs> I would see it. Yeah. <laughs> like, miss, you, you missed your golden opportunity now, right there. Now, here's the thing. What if, instead of a Shaq, they just put the Shaq just standing in the middle of the forest and no one said anything? He's just staring straight. Like, no one said anything, but they're just like, this is the Shaq that uh, your kid was killed in. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. So... With that, yeah, <laughs> I, with the shack, <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid that this good idea mm-hmm. and good book is going to fall into the same pitfalls that every Christian movie falls into nowadays, where they're gonna do it awful and they're gonna it's like it's gonna be. I, I feel like they're just gonna try to over exaggerate everything and not and just make their uh, I, I don't be very heavy-handed with it i guess i'm trying yeah. to say now i think there are things pointing to this that could make it better than the general one i mean octavia spencer's in it uh she's a great actress um sam worthington is that who's in it yeah yeah i mean he's fine um i always forget he's an avatar <laughs> i always forget he's exists <laughs> yeah um, of course <laughs> You got um, Tim McGraw as well, guys. <laughs> Why is Tim McGraw in this movie? Oh, my gosh. Because he was in The Blind Side, so he's got to be in this movie. No. Um, yeah, so, the first thing I think of when I think of The Shack is The Blind Side. <laughs> so I, I suggest you guys read the book because it was a good book. Probably very won't, that's all right. Probably won't. I no. know. But... And I still ha- I haven't seen this trailer, so I can't speak to the trailer. But I hope it's going to be good because the book was good. But how often does a, a book translate well into a movie, guys? Sometimes. Sometimes, not all the time. But Aaron, what do yes. you think? Well, you know, you haven't you you've been a little quiet on these upcoming. Well, movies. I mean, the thing is, like, I was fully expecting to come in and just like trash this film, but now David's like, "Hey, the book's actually pretty good," so I'm like, "Oh." I kind of feel bad because I'm just like, oh, I come in and just be like, well, this looks like rap. Just yeah, I haven't seen the trailer, so I, you could still talk trash about the movie. The movie, the movie is most likely going to be trash. Oh, it's so. definitely going to be trash. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do we want to say anything about the shack? It just don't see it probably. Um, you know, and this is the thing. This is the thing with everyone who goes to see these lowest common denominator Christian movies. Stop going to see them. They'll realize we're not making money anymore. Maybe we should get talented people to do our movies and then go and see them. Well, I mean, this is, to be fair, this definitely looks like a few steps above, like oh, the God's yeah. Not oh, Dead yeah. kind of thing. It's not like God's they have Not Dead. It's not the I Am They have legitim- a legitimate cast. Yeah. Tim McGraw. And they have, it, it looks like there's like more of an effort put into it. Like I It agree. looks like there could potentially be some interesting visuals. Maybe. 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 I don't know. But at least it looks like there's 
an effort to appeal to a wider audience than just, you know, like the hardcore evangelical Christian. So, I don't know. Yeah, I I agree. It doesn't look good, but... (laughs) It's not like I am not ashamed levels of uh, horror. Right, that's what what I'm saying. I, I, I don't think we should lump it in with the rest of these... That's a good point. Uh, Christian films have been coming out recently, that's, that's but a very good point. it still doesn't look very good. No, it doesn't look good at all. Um, all right, so let's move on from there. Let's talk a little about before. Oh, I wish I knew how to talk a little bit about before I fall. Um, a film that, seeing the trailer, I'm like, okay. Is this Groundhog's Day? <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. kind of, yeah. It's, yeah. It's what do you mean? More yes. Like, it's more yes, like it live, die, repeat than it is Frog Dogs Day because there's death involved, I suppose. Yeah. He dies in Groundhog Day. All right, yeah. come on. You know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I'm no, trying I to don't. say here. Um, I don't know. I, I think it, this is going to be one of those movies that comes out, no one really talks about it, goes away in like a week, and then... You know, is this based on a book? Is this based on like a young adult book? Because it feels like it is. I'm, sure, I'm just going to assume it is. What, what I hope for this movie is that like no one goes sees it. And then like, but like you like, you know, five, ten percent of like the viewing population go and see the, this movie. And, but like it's got this like crazy wicked ending that like no one expects. <laughs> and, then, and then everyone's like, oh my gosh. And then they flood the theaters and then they realize that. It's not really what it is. That's what I hope for this movie. It is a book. It is a book. Yep. Um, now, as of right now, looking at the thermometer, of course, as we all like to call it. Is that right, Aaron? Tomato meter? Nope, thermometer. Um, <laughs> before I Fall is sitting at a 64%. You mean the tom- tomato meter? <sighs> tomato meter? With 14 reviews total. So overall, people, it doesn't sound like people are like, oh, it's horrible. It just seems very middling um, overall. Weird that Zoe, du- du- Zoe Dutch, maybe, isn't it? Even Dutch, though she, du- Dutch or something. something. She was just playing the daughter in Why Him, where she is like uh, almost adult, right out of college. Yeah, we, we, woman. we talked about this how last yeah. year. Yeah. And now she, she's a high schooler. She went from like an adult in Why Him to a college student in Everybody Wants Some to now a high High school student. And an adult and dirty grandpa. <laughs> I have not seen what dirty a career. Grandpa, Actually, she... she was very. I was very impressed with her in Everybody Wants Some, and that's basically my only point of interest in this film. Uh, like yeah. that, and the I, I could go for another one of these kind of like repeating the same day over and over again kind of movies. Yeah, but I feel like this is kind of thing. Like if it comes up on Netflix streaming, like later in the year. I watch it. Why? It's just it's like watching the same like clip over and over again. Exactly. Yeah, but you got but it's different every time. <laughs> you got you got to note differences. Like run, Lolo, run. Like it's exactly the same thing. I but, still oh. haven't seen it. No, I can't <laughs> speak right, that's to that. Awful Guys, what about a little film called Table Nineteen? I didn't even heard of it until you just literally you heard just it, showed me the trailer. Is that true? You're gonna you're gonna trash talk Anna Kendrick and you're gonna say I didn't even heard of it? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna hop in Aaron's boat. I didn't even heard of it. Yeah, that's all um, I have to say. No, Aaron, no we watched the no trailer hurt. before this. Um, you agreed it doesn't look horrible. This is a movie I will be seeing. Yeah. 
uh, when it comes here, if it ever does. It's a, only a limited release at the moment. Um, but Anna Kendrick's in it. Craig Robinson's in it. I like both of those people. Also, Lady from Friends is in it. I always forget her name. What is her name? She's uh, Which one? the blonde one in Friends. The dumb one. Wow. I don't know. Friends is, is a, Friends is a horrible show, and I will fight anyone who defends whoa, that show. Whoa, okay. You're going to lose like, all of our three viewers. It. Or yeah. listeners. <laughs> um, no, what is her name? I'm gonna, I'll debate, I'll debate you that Lisa later. Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow's in it. I think she's mildly funny, especially in BoJack Horseman. She's pretty funny. Um, so, I don't know. Not much to say about this movie. Just, uh, just wanted to point out it's coming out this week, limited, and I will be seeing it when it comes to video on demand. All right. Well, guys, let's move on to the what have we been watching segment this week. Parking lot after school is on. Teachers don't fight. Can I see your license, please? He wasn't driving. I didn't ask who was driving. I asked to see his ID. Uh, interesting week overall. Aaron, before we, before we dive into the actual stuff, of course, Aaron and I both watched Manchester by the Sea and Hacksaw Ridge this past week. You can check out our mini reviews, uh, the final ones for the best picture recap of the year, because by time, uh, we get around to Fences and Hidden Figures and Lion, it'll be too late. Zeitgeist is gone. So... Well, I think we hit all the major ones. Yeah, so I mean, yeah we really did. I mean, the only one that we did in is Fences, but... Well, the only one you didn't see was Fences, but I meant, exactly. like, all the... Like, we, we hit, like, all the ones that were, like, the, the top of the... Probably. Top of the, like, the... I mean, once guess. we narrowed it down to eight, these were the... Or nine. These were the peak yeah. films. So there and then Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. Yeah. And then Lion <laughs> as well, let's be honest. Well, I didn't see line. Yeah, that's true. You haven't seen line. Uh, so yeah, if you want to look at those uh, mini reviews, uh, full spoilers, they're on the internet. They're on our page. Go click on them. Listen to them. They're only like twenty minutes each. Have fun. Uh, we left. Oh, I mean, I'll... what? I I, I want to just give like a few like brief non-spoiler oh, thoughts sure. on Go it in it. case. So just want to say that Manchester by the Sea absolutely loved it. Deserved all the awards it won. It actually ended up being my number two for the year. I moved it up to you moved number it two up again oh no you did you told me no, that last night that's right i told that's you right. this because i initially placed that number four and then i moved it to number two because i was just like no movie has made me feel this much since perks of being a wallflower right. so right and i like couldn't think of a single complaint about it i was just like this movie's amazing yeah and, I, and then hacksaw the... ridge okay yeah yeah that's about right that's... I mean, like, it's not <laughs> meh. It's a great film. <laughs> like, let's be honest. It's objectively a great film. It didn't grab us like uh, the other Best Picture nominations right. did. Um, I had a few problems with it, but overall, yeah, you, you can't enjoyed deny it. that it's a solid film. Um, yeah, very well directed, well acted, and yeah, all of that. So, who wants to start? David's out of the room at the moment. So, <laughs> <laughs> if someone else, I'll go. I mean, I, I can. I can start because, Go like, it. Go for it. I have quite a few things, but I'm not going to really spend a lot of time talking about any of them in depth. Right. I don't think. And of course, don't, really. don't blow our big segment by talking about what we're going to no, be talking oh, about. No, okay. no, I wasn't right. going to. Good, good. All right, so beyond Ma Manchester by the Sea and Hacksaw Ridge, the only other things I've seen this week were part of the 
my ongoing uh, pursuit to watch through the AFI Top 100. Yeah. So, so I have so first watched uh, the Maltese Falcon. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, greatly it's enjoyed this one. Yeah. Because, like, uh, you know, like the noir, like detective thrillers, like mm-hmm. that's like my second favorite genre. It's like under Halloween. under horror, it's like that that used to be like my favorite genre as a kid before like I could watch horror movies. Like that was it. You need to see like, Chinatown. You're I do. It's 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 on this list, so I will have to, to get love to it. Chinatown. Um. Anyway. But yeah, so this was like a prime example of the, that uh, genre. So absolutely loved it. Yeah. Still holds up very well. Would highly recommend it. I would agree. This is one of the ones that I watched last year or last semester, I suppose, uh, for my genres class. So good movie. Uh, next watched Network. Then this was a very, very interesting film to watch because it's basically like the satire of like uh, broadcast television and like you know news programs and all this. I think it is the Anchorman. Kind of, but not like like a darker, a more darkly comedic satire. Because like they have like this uh, news host who like comes on. He says like he's gonna commit suicide on TV or whatever. And then, like, eventually it, like, evolves to the point where he's just, so, like, this, you know, like, hellfire and brimstone, like, preacher, like, shouting out on TV. And I was just, like, it's very interesting to watch this film because it was made in, like, the <laughs> 70s. And yet, you know, kind of, like, watching that, you know, devolution of the the news process, it, it was, like, very prescient that this, you know, when they were making this film... And I was just like, this is a film that everyone should watch now if they haven't seen it already because it's so it's still so relevant, possibly even more relevant now. Way, would you say it's than it was at the way time? Too relevant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, our I would say that. Phrase. Now, of course, this is the movie. The I'm mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take it anymore. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, classic line. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where like. I didn't even know that was from the movie, but as soon as it showed up, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like you hear that line all the time. Yeah. Question, Aaron. Have yeah. you seen, obviously, a Twitter. Have you, have you seen the meme? Is that da- um, on Twitter? And it's like, I just kind of like zoomed in looking really confused. Is that Dexter? Like, have, you, have you seen that meme on the yeah. internet? Oh, I, I know what meme you're talking about, but I don't n- know if I like researched it thoroughly no. enough to know who it is. Believe me, there will be I, your meme video soon enough about it. Because I True. keep looking, because I'm like, wait, have I seen the scene? Is this, dag-? like, I get real confused. Oh, do you mean, so, like, if that's actually from the show? Because yeah. I, I don't know if I would remember the show well enough to yeah. pick that but, up. Alright, never mind then. Anyway, uh, so Network. <clears throat> uh, next watched North by Northwest. Oh. I'd actually not seen it before. Another great one. Yes, absolutely loved it. Yeah. Made Man, it probably... That... Uh, wait. Maybe top three Hitchcock... No. Yeah, top three okay, Hitchcock yeah. films. I, I just want to make sure. That, yeah, this is the film where he's... The cornfield with the with the uh, crop dusting plane. Uh, yeah, or, yeah. Yes, that scene is fantastic. Oh, my it God. Is. Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, just like any single Hitchcock film, it's like it's so perfectly directed. Like, 
every he has such control over every single aspect of yeah. the film. It's incredible to watch and so entertaining. So tense. Dude. And I was just yes, definitely. And I was just like so uh entertained at like kind of like the, the absurdity of the film. Like at the end they're just like they're climbing over Mount Rushmore now, and it's like <laughs> this is amazing. Like this yeah. is such a ridiculous movie. Yeah, but Hitchcock sells it perfectly. He does. He does. I had not known you hadn't seen that. That's a. It's a good one. It's a very good one. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything? Uh, next, Anything else? watched uh, a place in the sun. Sounds uh, familiar. And this this is, yeah, it wasn't. One I had heard of before, and at first, when I first started watching, I was like, "Eh, I don't. It doesn't seem this great because it's basically just like this. There's this wealthy socialite family, and then like they they have a beautiful daughter. I believe it's Elizabeth Taylor. I think Elizabeth Taylor's birthday is today, by the way. Happy birthday, really? Elizabeth Taylor. You're you're dead, but happy birthday. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Anyway, and then this. And then, like, this guy comes in, he's, like, related to, like, this other big wealthy family or whatever. And then, like, he comes in and he gets a job at, like, the factory. And he's not supposed to fall in love with this woman or whatever. And then he falls in love with this woman at his work. But then he also falls in love with Elizabeth Taylor. And so I was just kind of like, ah, another love, another love triangle? Like, how many of the films on this list are going to be a love triangle? But then... Out of nowhere, this film just, like, completely changed direction on me and just got, like, like super dark. And I was like, Please don't tell okay, me what happens. I dig this now. I need to know. <laughs> I need to know for what? myself. Please don't tell well, me what happens. Well, you gotta watch it. Yeah, I need <laughs> to watch this now. So I don't want to spoil it, but, like, as soon as that twist comes, I'm just like, all right, I'm really enjoying this now. <laughs> so it was a film that I thought I wasn't going to enjoy, but then ended up been pretty good. Nice. All right. Uh, next, watched the Philadelphia Story. The Philadelphia hmm. Story. Interesting. I've not heard of that one either. It's like a. It's it's, <laughs> it's kind of like a love triangle oh, film. Oh my god! It's like a comedy <laughs> film. Uh, you got a good cast though. So you got uh, Jimmy Stewart. You got uh, Catherine Hepburn. You got uh, Cary Grant. Maybe I forget if there was another famous name in there or whatever. So you got a good cast. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like there's there's some good material, especially like they kind of do like a class conflict kind of comedy kind of thing. You know, like the lower class and the higher class, like mocking higher class customs and everything. So that was pretty funny. All right. But I don't know. At the end of the day, I feel like there wasn't anything truly exceptional. But I didn't quite understand why it ranked so highly on their list. Right. You know, I can see that. All right, but it was still a good movie. Yeah. All right. And then finally, I watched Rebel Without a Cause. <laughs> he had so many causes. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you like Rebel Without a Cause? I mean, yeah, like a, this was a film that even if it wasn't on this list, this is a film I had been wanting to get to because Bojack Horseman, uh, La La Land. La La Land and even Riverdale, like it showed up in Riverdale, like a few episodes in the oh season. So I was like, I guess I gotta watch this film now. 
seeing a but, bit of a resurgence lately, I guess. I, yeah, I don't know quite know why. Although it is a very good movie. I was very entertained by it. Like, <laughs> there's just so much teen angst in this movie. Like, it's just <laughs> like, oh my god, just, just that's it's so yeah. much teen angst. <laughs> just <Yeah>. like, <laughs> but it is still highly entertaining. Very uh, good performances. Uh, what's his name? Uh, James Dean, excellent mm. performance. Very impressive. Very nice. So yeah, I would definitely highly recommend this. Especially to you, Lacey, because like it kinda adds that context to La La Land that you're like, you know, this makes that yeah. movie better because you kinda like see what they're going for. And then you like they obviously are visiting the same planetarium. Right. So you're like, I recognize that. I mean I was supposed to do it in reverse order of recognition. Yeah. <laughs> where I was supposed to recognize <laughs> yeah. it from Robo Without Cause, but now I'm recognizing these places from La La Land. Half the people so. who saw La La Land have never seen Rebel Without a Cause. Let's not pretend like they have. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But I've seen it work. now, so. Yeah, there you go. All right. Anything? And then, f- just finally, for TV, started watching season four of Bates Motel. Okay. So. Oh. How's that going? Enjoying it. I mean, it's, it's kind of. He's enjoying it. Interesting because, like, given that I know that season five uh, retells the events of, of Psycho, of the original movie yeah i know where this season is going to end up uh yeah so like you kind of it's all kind of like you know the inevitable it's all about the journey of how they get there but so far it seems like they're setting up very well very uh greatly enjoying it almost done with the season okay like three episodes left maybe what happens if they get to the final episode and it's not where it's supposed to be how i would be completely confused but season it's like, five, no, this isn't, this isn't how you do it. This is wrong. Season 5, I believe, has started airing on TV. Has, yes. I don't get that channel, so I can't watch it live. But All I right. believe that, that you know it lines up with what it's supposed to How do with. you stretch Psycho into a whole season of television? It just doesn't but seem I possible. I don't know. I don't either. Guess we'll It'll be soon. interesting to see, but I'll probably have to wait till it hits Netflix. Yeah. All right. So that, Is that, all that you was got? my week. All right. Well, yeah. allow me to go next because, David, we got to start with a little film called The Cure for Wellness. Um, yes. Jacob and I saw Cure to Wellness. <sighs> Delightfully strange, I got to say. But past that, Indeed. it doesn't have anything going for it. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's talk about some visuals and some of the cin- cinematography. Well, the, here's the thing. When that deer, it's in the trailer, so no spoilers. When the deer hits the car as he's trying to leave, might be the worst CG I've seen in a couple of years. Like, it's bad. Like, <laughs> did they blow their budget ever? Uh, I saw like, some. This deer. <laughs> I saw some pretty bad CGI in uh, Dexter today, but. It, well, I mean, I mean, of movies that have come out. Before uh-huh. this, so I mean, like Dexter was a few. Years it wasn't back, that and bad. It's, TV. it's horrible, Aaron. No, <laughs> it is horrible. Oh. Like it doesn't feel real. Like that scene has no tension because nothing hit that car. 
nothing hit that car. That is the <laughs> fakest thing I've ever seen. And then it like it tries to limp off and it's getting up and like falling. I'm like, there's no weight to that thing. Like it's not real. <laughs> oh god, it was. I'm like, you couldn't have just had like the driver like see the deer, swerve out of control, and then the accident happens. You couldn't have that happen. No, you had to again focus on this horribly crafted CG deer. Like. Anyway, my biggest, well, one of my biggest complaints with the movie. Anyway. So, um. Wait. Oh, never mind. Never mind. That was The Ring 2. With the, <sighs> with the, fake, with the really obvious fake CGI deer. Oh. I was going to say, what is with Gore Verbinski and his fake <laughs> yeah. CGI deer? But he yeah, directed was, the first one, yeah. not the second one. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of shades of The Ring in this movie. Um, just from the, the uh, lighting, from themes. Uh, the way he builds tension. Um, I, I think there's some good stuff in this film. It's just completely wasted on a script that is predictable as yeah. any other film I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I don't know, David. I, you're going to have to tell me because I don't think we talked too much about it. As soon as they introduce what the main mystery is, I'm like, this is going to be this, this is going to be this, and this is going to happen. Let's see. It all yeah. happened. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Yeah, I, I know you kind of mentioned that at the end, and unfortunately, that's kind of how it it was very direct. Yeah. Like, like it's like, oh, we're gonna span. We're like, I think they were like, okay, we're gonna span this mystery, and this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. And then they did it. Like, I think it, I felt like it was all just one cut. There were no like. And um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it felt like they wa- they were throwing twists at us, but they were all twists on one fact. You can't take one fact, put the twist on it, and then twist back to what it originally was, and then have it be like, nope, it was the first thing that we thought. Like, what? Why are you only twisting one fact of this mystery? Like, it felt so strange to me. Some of the sh- some of the shots of, like were very well done, though. Like I mean, the twist helps. Were like gorgeous. I mean, they weren't actually. That's what helps, but yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, no. that was also. They were cheap. real. I, I That's where it. they blew no. their budget. <laughs> it was on the Alps. Oh. But um. But and overall, I, I know. And I was tripping out a little bit, and I don't want to say, anything, but um, don't spoil it, in the course. sauna room. Yeah, I don't really? want. I don't want to like. What do you? What do you like? I don't want to ruin it, but like he no. was just walking yeah, don't through. Spoil it. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that same tripped out feeling. I don't know. I felt very underwhelmed by this movie. I mean, there's delightfully weird moments, like I said, but it's there's also these like horribly cliched moments that you can see coming, and it's like, come on, guys. And I forget exactly what it was. Now. Oh, well, they keep doing the same thing in the plot over and over again. He, he finds out something, wants to leave. No, stay. Okay. He finds out something, wants to leave. No, stay. Okay. Like, it's the same thing over and over again. I, like, I wanted this movie to be good. I wanted it to. Like, I, like, I, and like, and all right, it was an alright movie. Yeah. From the like, sound I, of I enjoyed it. My, I enjoyed my time with it. From the sound of it, it feels like if they had, you know, edited it down, mm-hmm. and not made it like two and a half hours, but made it like an hour and a half or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe less repetitive yeah, and a half hours, better. Too long. Uh, it it didn't need to be that long. It didn't need to stretch on as much as it did, and it didn't need to. I think get as uncomfortable as it does at times. The bar scene. 
not where I was going with that, but uh, I mean, more, no, more towards I, I, the I end real. of the film, it gets, it, like, there's just a certain type of scene that I don't think we ever need in movies, and they decide to go with it, so I'm like, thanks, guys, um, but anyway, um, so yeah, Cure for Wellness, I think this is a rent for sure, don't, don't pay too much at all to go see this, um, I think the most you're going to get out of it is probably some interesting visuals, some cool shooting techniques. And I mean, Dane DeHaan isn't bad. He's just, I don't know exactly what he was going for uh, in this film. Like, because automatically the first thing we see from him, he's such an unlikable character that you don't ever really root for him throughout the movie. (laughs) There was... uh... But and it had me. There, I just remember there was one scene that specifically had me on edge. Like, like the whole movie. Like you know how I always had this like sus- like you're supposed to be suspenseful. Like yeah, I was like okay. Like I'm feeling it, but like one scene really just like got me. I don't know. Maybe. And I, I mean, can That's good if it did. It just never grabbed me like that. Well, so well. If I, if I if I tell you the scene, you'll be like, yeah, that that was. I don't want Aaron to hear it though. Right. So there you go. Careful wellness. I also saw another film from last week, a little film that I like to call Fist Fight. One of the worst comedy films I've ever seen. Wait, did we? No. Have, did, did you not discuss this on the podcast? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. no, do not. Fist Fight's going to be great, and Maurice no. and I are going to go see it. It's no. going to be phenomenal. It's, it's bad. It's so bad. No, it's not bad. Yes, it is. Um, so, Fist Fight is a film that takes every comedy cliche we've seen for years and puts them all into one movie. Now, these things were funny maybe five years ago. 2017, not funny anymore. We've seen them all. <laughs> like, it's, it's such lowest common denominator stuff. Um, and now that's not to say that there's nothing funny in this movie. I think there are some Charlie Day moments, of course, just maybe just because he's Charlie Day that are actually pretty funny. Um, there's I certain, love Charlie Day. Yeah, there's a certain scene in school that, I mean, the whole movie's in school, and a different school that I think is pretty funny. Um, and just, of course, Charlie Day has amazing comedic timing. So that's about all you're getting from this movie. Everyone else is very bad. Even people that I respect and think are very funny people, like Jillian like Bell Ice Cube. and Ice Cube, and even, to an effect, Tracy Morgan... Um, are just not funny in this movie. I don't know if they just didn't try, if they knew the script was horrible, and were just like, time to get a paycheck. (laughs) um, And then Christina Hendricks is in this film for maybe, like, two minutes. Like, why did you get Christina Hendricks for two minutes? Like, her character could not exist in this movie, and it might actually be better off for it, because then you don't have awkward, like student rape jokes that shouldn't be in here to begin with um yeah um (laughs) but don't worry she's not the only character also jillian bell's character also weirdly attracted to underage children i'm like guys these are Uh, maybe we shouldn't be joking about like this seems bad but all right whatever um so yeah don't recommend it all um if you want to see a funny movie with charlie day in it watch horrible bosses or Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Or I might even <laughs> go so far as to say vacation. No, I would never say that. I would. Um, so yeah, fist fight. Then, 
<clears throat> Guys, let me bring up a little film that is on my thing, and I already forgot what it is. Oh, yeah, Get Out. David, you and I both saw Get Out this past week. Um, oh, now yes, Now, here's the thing. Best movie of the year so far. Worst movie-going experience of the year so far. I have never heard so many people just talking nonchalantly during the movie. Tent scenes are happening. Yeah. Hey, did you, did you bring the popcorn? Yeah, I brought the popcorn. Hand me that popcorn. Thank you. Sitting right in front of us on their phone, typing away. People oh my gosh, that one girl. Jake, you should have kicked your seat. I, I wanted you to. I should have, but I'm too nice to people. Um, <laughs> to their faces. <laughs> um, no, there's people behind us like laughing at things that were not supposed to be funny. Um, like... I mean, obviously, we're not going to spoil this for Aaron. So, just there's <laughs> things that people were laughing at that were not supposed to be funny. But overall, I think this is one of the most solid horror films outside of The Witch in a while. Because uh, The Witch is. And, like, it also had a lot of funny parts in it. I mean, yeah, you, you get Jordan Peele, you get you get which uh, was Bradford in here. You get which was surprise. Which was. I was happily surprised with those, mm-hmm. and and they weren't like forced either, in my no. my opinion. Very well, which directed. was also very good. Very well acted because I could totally see it was just, oh we need some, we need some jokes in this, and he just like throws <laughs> yeah. in some random like yeah. you know what? Thank God there wasn't a poop joke. Sorry to oh, ruin, well, but like I couldn't see one of those in there somehow. No, there were no there were no poop jokes. I don't know why there would have been a poop joke, but I don't know where that fits. I don't but. know. Uh, in horror comedies, you never really go for poop jokes, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, overall, I don't think the film is scary, per se, in like a traditional sense. I think there are tense moments. I think there are suspenseful moments. But there's never like, I'm afraid right now kind of moments. And I think that's just what comes with the territory of it being a horror comedy. Um, there's never that huge any huge moment where it's like oh god don't want to look cover my eyes like kind of thing um but what it lacks in that kind of scary i think it does make up before with like interesting social themes um ideas that i really don't want to get into some of these themes because they are so intrinsically linked to spoilers and i don't want to spoil this for aaron I do think eventually we should talk spoiler about this movie because there is some deep stuff in this, like really deep stuff, um, especially because, I mean, you come out and you're like, that was a fun movie, and, you know, there's some good stuff in here. And then for about an hour after, I was talking with Caroline, and we kind of dug into some of the, like, uh, the, the hidden or underlying messages or horrific things that are in it, and there's just so much to this movie. I think for his first film, this is so layered, it's so deep, it's so funny, it has some really great acting, some tense moments. Like, this might be one of the best directorial debuts ever, maybe? Um, Like, coming from nothing into this is insane. Um, So, good on Jordan Peele, man. This is a great film. Um, And they had Childish Cambino singing in the beginning. Oh, off yeah. his new album. Mm. I forgot that. One of the opening songs. I was I was really happy about that. Yeah. Um 
don't know. What do you want to say about it, David? Um, I, I was ha- I was happy with it. Me too. Um, all the trailers spin it as more of a horror film mm-hmm. and make it look a lot more more scary than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But and well, I mean that's just the, the trailers. But because like, I didn't know that it was a comedy until like. Thing Jake mentioned, oh, it's a horror comedy. I'm like, how the heck can you have a horror comedy? There are so many good ones. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) they're just. But um, no, I was very happy, very pleased with what I got. Um, no, I'm not gonna say that. Now, do you think, Aaron? This is a question you can answer. Do you think it's so easy to go from comedy to horror? Because they include a lot of the same things. I mean, they all include playing off people's expectations and subverting them. That's why jokes are funny. That's why things are scary. I wonder if that's just the reason they work so well together. Those two genres can be married so closely. No, I think you definitely... You explained that well. It's oh, the, the subversion of expectations, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Very much does that. Yeah, so uh, highly recommend to everyone. Uh, go see this movie. Of course, it was 100% I, until... I will not be seeing this movie anymore because, you know, it's it's only a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. So. And it's the same guy. I mean, Aaron. I was going to go see it when it was 100, but now yeah. 99, yeah. I'm, not, I'm just not sure anymore. Not sure. You, know? you only see 100% of <laughs> um, But Aaron, who's, what's the name of the guy who gave it a rotten review? Uh, Armand White. What a horrible person. (laughs) Well, that's basically what he does, though, is he gives contrarian film reviews just to be that contrarian. He's he's a troll. Yeah. Well, he gets paid to troll? Yes. Basically, yep. Well, what, did you, did you read the review? What were his? No, I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't give him the I'm click. Not, I, no, I'm not gonna give him the click. I did read his. As soon as I saw the name, down. I was like, oh yeah, that explains. That sums up everything I need to know. They're like, I think his main thing was this movie is smarter than it thinks it is. I'm like, did you think about it for more than five minutes? <laughs> like, because then I think you'll find contrary. Contrary, but of course he doesn't care. He's also the guy who gave uh, a rotten review to Toy Story Three, David. When it was at a hundred percent, so and ruined it to hundred percent. Yeah, yes. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the one who did it to Arrival too. This is the man. Well, Arrival was only like what ninety one, ninety two, or something. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, that that's because so people long. can't understand what Arrival really is. It's about yeah. them. It's about life, man. <laughs> David, you're very far away from your microphone. <laughs> um. So yeah, that that's get out. Of course, I won't mention the other film I watched. We don't want to give away our big segment next. But I will say I watched a lot of TV, a lot more than I've ever watched in one of these, I think. Not really. I watched like six episodes of a show. Um, five. No, yeah, six. All right, so I watched all of season one of Black Mirror. I watched all of season two of Black Mirror. And I can easily say it is one of my favorite shows of all time now. Um I need to watch season three still. I, I want to start that this week and get that done um, so I can start watching Mad Men or Breaking Bad. I haven't decided, but I think I'm going to settle on Mad Men. Um, 
Why? No. It's a period breaking, piece. Breaking we Breaking Bad is the superior show. Well then yes. why would I why would I want to start with the better one and then just dis- be disappointed with the one that's not as good? Because people are a lot more likely to ruin Breaking Bad for you. No, no, no. Not gonna happen. I already know very a ton of major plot points to Breaking Bad just because <laughs> they're in a podcast. I'm like, oh, I can't click off fast enough, darn it. <laughs> like, eh. I don't know character names, though, so they've, they're kind of lost on me now. Um, but Breaking Bad, not Breaking Bad now, I'm saying Breaking Bad. Black, Black, Black Mirror. Mirror um, just running through those, because it's basically a show of short films, essentially. Each episode is its own contained story. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, my friend Adam and Calvin were talking about how it's kind of like a lot like Get, get Out's a lot like Black Mirror. Oh yeah, it is. I, I really do think so. It's the same sort of... Uh, and they say it's trippy. Yeah, Black Mirror is really trippy. Uh, so I'm going to go through each episode and just kind of give like a minor review to them real quick that I watched. There's only what if I want to watch them? I'm not going to spoil it's it. It's not spoilers. No. Jacob is spoiling kind of tight. I'm not though. Uh, so, of course, 15 Million Merits, Aaron's favorite episode in season t- uh, one. The one that mm-hmm. I felt the least connected to, I think, but I've been reading more about it, and I've been reading, like, uh, reviewers' thoughts on it, and I can appreciate it more now. I think uh, there's a lot of depth to it. I think maybe this one just kind of dragged on a bit too long for me. Got a little long in the tooth by the end. But all in all, it's a very good episode. Um, and, of course... Uh, David or Daniel Kaluuya, I believe is his last name. He's in this episode, also in Get Out. So the lead from this one is in Get Out. Uh, very good. Now my, f- this is the thing. The constant from Lost is my favorite episode of television ever. This episode is like daring to overtake it. It's uh the entire history of you, um basically a story of people who have chips in their head that records their entire lives from their point of view for playback at any time. And it's a story of a man who, who believes his wife is cheating on him, so he goes through the, this evidence in his mind um, trying to prove that he's right. And he, It's a story of madness, essentially. And I don't know why, man. This episode just struck me so much. And I think it's just from the payoff at the end. Of course, I'm not going to spoil what it was but there's a great moment between him and his wife um where he asks her to do something for him that is horrifying um but also you realize when you're at that point you're not gonna be able to be satisfied with anything else um it's such an interesting scary idea of what it can be when we don't when we have our entire memories just in our mind on a computer chip and we can't let our mind forget things that should be forgotten. I think it's just such a, like, it's, now I say this about Donnie Darko, I'm going to say this about this as well. This is high art, man. This is like some real stuff. This is, uh, so it's too real, Aaron. <laughs> it's too real? <laughs> it's too real. Um, and of course, just bolstered by great performances. Um, like, uh, uh, Kebble, uh, what's his first name? Mm, is it Toby or Tony? To- Toby. I think it's Thank Toby. You, it's Toby. Toby mm. Kebble, of course. In... Dr. Do. 
Oh, got, yeah. a, got Dr. Doom over here. Oh, my here. God. I was going with uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> well, yes. yes. Um, Boy, can't let the world forget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're right. We, we sure can't. Um, but he's actually really great in this. You would have never guessed he could act this well from his role in Fantastic Four. Fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's great. And I, I'm not entirely sure who plays the wife, but she's great as well. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And then, moving on to season two, only three episode seasons, David. So this is a pretty easy show to uh, to hop into. Oh, the third one's yeah. six. But, well, yeah. yeah. So it's basically... I, I am interested. This, this is very much a David show. It's very trippy, very sci-fi. Um, so mm-hmm. then be right back. I gotta watch a comedy first. Mm. Yeah. Because I'm watching... I watched a serious right. show and a comedy serious show, so... There are some comedic Maybe. episodes, but it's not like a straight comedy. Um... So Be Right Back stars um, Haley Atwell Donald. and Donald Gleason. Um, and it's basically like he dies. She gets something that she can talk to. Like they, he, she uploads his messages to a server and it learns how to speak like him so she can talk to quote unquote him, um, which was a really fascinating idea. Um, probably my third favorite of the show so far. Because um, there's one that we're going to get to that I think is better. Um, but overall, just a great performance from Haley Atwell in this. I mean, she's good in Captain America. I would have never guessed she could be this good. She really sells the emotional moments in this episode. So good for her. <laughs> um, White Bear was the one that I thought was going to be like the bad episode of the show. I'm like, uh, this is like not good and then by the end they're able to turn it around and make it good in fact i would say great um but it's the one that i don't know that i'd ever watch again just because of those first 30 minutes that are a little hard to get through um then we got the waldo moment (laughs) way too relevant (laughs) way too relevant (laughs) it's essentially a story about um uh a cgi bear that he that this man talks through he's the voice of the bear but they want waldo to run against an opponent in an election just to make fun of him and then eventually he begins getting more and more traction and people begin to vote for him this came out in 2013 (laughs) and reviews were like there's no way someone like this could get traction in an election oh god they did (laughs) now they're the president of the united states (laughs) so it's it's way too relevant a little terrifying but overall definitely not one of the better episodes of the show uh but now my second favorite episode of the show white christmas which is their christmas special i thought was fantastic um john ham is great in this episode um he plays such a good like you don't want to like him because he's kind of like a skis ball but also He's John Hamm. You love him. He's John Hamm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. So he's fantastic in this episode. And there's just so many uh, little moments. It, it's, a, it's a longer episode for the show. Yeah, it was a Christmas special. Yeah. So there's a lot of smaller subplots. There's one subplot in uh, particular where they talk about AI and how AI is sort of like slavery in a way. I'm like, let's talk about that more. That's super interesting. Um but, uh, alas, and when it's a smaller part of a larger episode, you can't it, like, get to that. 
um, you can't in, in, you can't get into the meat and bones, meat meat and meat and potatoes. I think is what I meant to say. Um, <laughs> oh, um, I don't know. I like I like eating some meat and bones. You know, <laughs> yeah. just just uh, give me all those bones. <laughs> yeah, you Me, get, medium <laughs> well bones, please. <laughs> yeah, so, so you can't get into uh, stuff like that too deeply. Um, but overall, great episode. Um, I think there's some great emotional moments in it. And just, I think it might be the scariest by the end. There's some, like, really scary implications at the end of our two main characters. And uh, overall, just great. And I'm excited to watch season three. So, Season that is, three is, it contains one of my favorite San episodes Ju- of television Junipero, ever. <laughs> I believe is what you, is the episode what? San Junipero. Oh, yeah. I don't want to say too much because I don't right. want to, you know, lead you down like any particular feeling for it ahead of time. Right, 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 right. Um, so David, I'm excited. To, I'm oh, excited to hear your opinion of it. I'm excited to get to it, David. Now, without spoiling our our big segment reveal next segment, what did you watch this week? Besides everything that we talked about, yes, Dexter. All right, how's Dexter going for you? What season are you in? Season six. Wow, you cruise through these shows. I, I have no clue how. It's because I, I just watch at work. How I many work episodes 20... a season is Dexter? Like 13. Oh, okay. Yeah, 12. Way better. Or, or 12, like... 12. It oh, always threw uh, yeah. me off because I always thought they were 13 and then they ended up being 12. And I was like, wait, what? We're at the ending already? See, yeah. And I, I work uh, around like 20 hours a week, so. I would have guessed that... It was like a show that got serialized and like, you know, hey, 22 episodes. Because he's a serial killer. (laughs) Hey, didn't. (laughs) uh, Anyway. Thanks, Aaron. You always poop my jokes. I always poo everyone's puns. (laughs) You don't poo. You don't poo. You don't. You don't boo your own, Aaron. (laughs) I do boo my own. No, you don't. (laughs) So Uh, season season five finished up. Mm hmm. And I was like, okay, like, whatever. But then, nah, I can spoil this, right, Jacob? I mean, maybe not for the people listening. Season five is definitely not as strong as season four. But it obviously was a big transition from season four to season five. And I think they did what they could with it. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad season. Because it, it's just a different direction. And I was like, alright, this is a season. It is a season, and correct. It, it, I mean, it shows it shows some change in Dexter's life. And, um, changing of who he is. And you just have to accept that for what it is. And yeah, but now I'm in season... What? It's not a terrible Aaron. season. Season yeah. before you move to season six, but... I agree it's not like an outright terrible season, but you can definitely notice a drop in quality, in my opinion, between this and the first four seasons. Even season three, I think this is worse than season three. And mm. I, I, I don't know, I, I just think that after the season four finale, which is one of like, the best episodes of the show, I just think they could have gone in a much more interesting direction than what they ended up doing. Very true, yeah. And I believe season five is above season three because I hate season three so much. So even, yeah, yeah, I just hate. And um, now I'm in season six. How's that um, going for you? 
I'm only like two episodes in, so they're still like they always like take the first couple episodes just to kind of lay the groundwork and um just trying to figure out what they're going with this time. And they're always spanning all the like they threw like six different backstories of six different well six like three different backstories for like one character all at once. Weird. And. And I'm just like, oh, okay, that's just a lot of information that you have to digest within this. So now I'm just kind of trying to, like, see what they're going to do. But it's not bad. Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> you're only two episodes in. but Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm only, two, definitely, I'm only two episodes in. So season six is definitely one of the weakest seasons. I have no yeah. horse in this race, so I don't really care one way or the other. I'm not going to argue but, um, one I'm, way. I'm powering through, and, and I don't know if I'll finish it over Spring Break or not. We'll see. Well, I mean, you could always just, you know, not stop. watch Season 8. You, just, you know, oh, just just no, pretend it happening. doesn't exist. Just, just pretend Season 8 never happened. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue Season 8. I can't wait to do it. It is indefensible. You do not understand. You tell me, you tell me this every week, but I cannot wait. Podcasters, I, Brother, I, I'm here to announce right now to you that when David is finished with Season 8, we will be having a, a one-off episode where David and Aaron argue Season 8. I'm announcing it right now. This is going to happen. It'll be its own episode, spoilers included. It'll happen. So, David, even if you uh, disagree, I need you to argue this, because I need to hear this happen. I'll be the moderator, a completely <laughs> impartial one. I don't know anything about the show, and we'll have a debate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take notes throughout season eight. <laughs> that's going to be the plan. All right, we'll look forward to that, people. Guys, are we ready to move on to our new segment Yes. Aaron, do you want to describe a little bit? This is your idea. Do you want to kind of take us on a journey here? Uh, sure. Yeah, I can describe it. All so, right. yeah, obviously last week we wrapped up with our counting down our top ten films of all time. So, as longtime listeners know, we like to swap out this segment for a new one every ten weeks. That's true. So, we were looking for a new one, and I thought of this idea. I was like, I'm really enjoying, like, kind of doing like a, a more in-depth discussion of a certain film mm -hmm. every week you know like one that and i think what i was really looking for is like i was like i want to have more discussions where all of us know what's going on with the film and we can mm -hmm. all discuss a film that we've all seen so i was like what we should do then is oh. have like a so, book club was like let's give david homework every week exactly it's homework for all of us <laughs> so Aaron i was like i'm going to make this homework. film None of us had seen this film going in, of course. So, right. So, uh, so now for the next 10 weeks, every week we are going to be watching a film. All three of us are going to be watching a film together. And then we will be discussing it in depth with spoilers in the segment. And at the end of the segment, we'll announce the film for next week. So you can watch along with us That's if true. you so choose. And of course... We want to announce what the movie for this week is right now. So if you have not seen it, it's only an hour and 40 minutes. Go watch it and come back. We'll be here. We'll be waiting. Longer. Talk spoilers. It felt longer? Oh, well, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Aaron, what's our movie for this week? Uh, this week's movie was Glengarry Glen Ross. Let's talk about something important. 
Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. I hope you rip the joint off. I can tell our friend here a little something might help him to catch you. You want to learn the first rule? You'd know if you ever spent a day in your life. You never open your mouth till you know what the shot is. So none of us had seen this film going in. I had been wanting to watch this one for a while. It's one that uh, Cinema Sins talks about all the time. Um, and I'm like, well, I've heard a lot about this movie. I want to see it for myself. And when Aaron the was Cinema like, Cinema Sins hey, give it the, the thumbs up or the thumbs down? <laughs> oh, they, they gave it the thumbs up. Um, but of course, this is our own discussion. <laughs> We're not Cinema Sins, all right? <laughs> uh, but... Um, yeah, when I saw this on the list, I was like, Aaron, I would really like for this to be our first one, because, number one, none of us had seen it, and it's one that's been on my list for a while now. Uh, so, going in, of course, there are going to be spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, watch it. Guys, what do we think of Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? Uh, question, was this adapted from a play? It was, yes. Because yes. it definitely no, has that vibe. You can tell, mm -hmm. yes. Very much but filled with monologues thought, and stuff like that. Yeah, I thought it was acted very, very well. I completely agree. There are definitely some a stellar cast all around. Performances. Well, yeah, I was like, wow, there's a lot of big names, and I was like, what, what's going on in this movie? But let, let me tell you my problem with this movie. Okay. So, um, audience, internet, this movie focuses on this group of guys and. The business and and the leads they need the leads they need the leads right? <laughs> so that, that's fine whatever you need the leads but some uh, <laughs> sunday morning when i watched it mm -hmm. i misheard leads for lid <laughs> what? And, what? No, 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 just like for for like one time but 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 so now think of one of the greatest spongebob episodes of all time patrick the lid the, you know, a, the episode when Patrick has his crowd spot the lid, and he just keeps repeating lid, lid, lid. So when, whenever they would say leads, I would just think Patrick the lid, and like it totally just took me out of the movie, because I would just be like, the lid. It, so they would be like, the leads, and I would just be like, where's the lid? I don't know, I was cracking up. Oh my god. I, I thought I was pretty hilarious. <laughs> okay. But, um, it was, it was a fine movie it, it was it wasn't really one that interested me okay like but i think that's just who i am and like my kind of taste in movies like i would have never just like song seen this on the netflix queue and been like oh this looks interesting you know i want to watch it and yeah mm -hmm. I, I think that's part of the genius of this idea is to get us to watch films that we would never just pick out and be like hey let's watch this right now um so, I mean, I'm sure there will be ones that Aaron's not a huge fan of or I'm not a huge fan of. Or, uh, but I, in the opposite end of the spectrum on this film, I thought this film was fantastic. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought, yeah, I don't want to say that I didn't like the film. It was a fine film. It was really well acted. It's just not my cup of tea. Right, right. And, like, these are and, stories that I love. I love little, like, slice of life, just one day in the lives of these people kind of stories. That's why I love Hail Caesar so much. Um, because it is just one day in the life of a Hollywood fixer. Um, but this is, 
is such an interesting day to jump in on. You got Alec Baldwin coming in, just giving one of the most, like, tense, like, monologues I've seen in film. See, like, see, this is why we needed to watch this film. No. So we could understand no. the references. Coffee is for closers. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that and I'm like, where did I hear that? Where have I heard that before? Oh no. <laughs> See now Alec, we all... Alec Baldwin Alec Baldwin did have the best he was the highlight of this movie. Especially with yeah. his grass balls. And it's, he just pulls them out of his suitcase. Yeah. And, and he just click click click. I was yeah. like, oh well, what, you, this man's literally got balls in his head right now. Dude, what? That, that is yeah, that's actually not that character is not in the play. That was right. it, that was rinsed specifically for Baldwin for this movie. To give the salespeople motivation. Because I think they said that was what was lacking in the play, was that, they we're like, why are these people so crazy about this right now? Um, it's, well, because there's this, like, motivation as far as get a new, what is it, a Camaro or a Chevy or something to that effect? I don't know. Some car. I forget. Some nice it's car a Cadillac. A Cadillac. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or or some steak. It's like you can either get you can either get the car, you get the steak cutlery, or you're fired. You hit the bricks. You're out. <laughs> uh, this was I watched this movie this morning, um, and loved it. And then directly after watching the movie, I rewatched that scene again. I just brought it up on YouTube. I'm like, I need to watch this. It's so good. And then the scene that I think rivals it and how good it is is when, uh, God, what is his name? Kevin Spacey's character loses the sale for Al Pacino and he just loses it on him. Oh my god, I've never been like so like terrified. I'm like it's so good. It is so good. And I can't say anything that he says in that scene because it is so utterly offensive. The C word gets thrown around twice and you're like, whoa. Right, right. Like, one of the things that the, the playwright and the screenwriter, same person, David Mamet, is known for mm-hmm. is, like, his very liberal use of swearing yeah. in his dialogue. Yeah. It was very long. Like, we can't, we can't be quoting this movie no. on this podcast. No, no. Yeah, I could say Coffee's for Closers. Coffee's for Closers. <laughs> that was a good ABC. one. ABC. Always like, oh, be okay. closing. <laughs> but, yeah, um, overall, as we've said, well, Aaron, t- take, take the lead a little bit. David and I both said our piece. What, what do you think? I mean, this was... I was a bit more familiar with it with, than you guys because I had taken a class on... Like a, like a modern drama class like a couple semesters ago and we read this play. I didn't I hadn't seen it performed, but we, I had okay. read the play, knew the story, was familiar with it. But it's definitely... It's, it's a play that you should see come to life because like I was talking about, David Mamet's like dialogue... It, it's liberal with the swearing, but it also kind of has that nice rhythm going. Yeah, there's a like really it's not always rhythm. like a naturalistic because it is like very flowery kind of like rhythm, you know. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. It, it, it's very much a kind of like a musical form of dialogue. Yeah, where there's just like the characters bouncing back and forth, repeating the lines, phrasing specifically it question, when like when they're at the bar. It, the two guys are at, and they talk Alan about Arkin. breaking into the um breaking into the office. The yeah. two mm-hmm. the two guys I don't know their names, but well, they're Alan like, Arkin's oh, I got break, break in the office. Uh, what do you mean the office? And then they they go back back left and right. I was just like, okay, Who's the yeah. So guy? it's Hats definitely a, a play that's worth. 
seeing come to life though because then that's the only way to properly get that rhythm that yeah because reading reading that would just be god awful yeah yeah for sure so and as especially when it has such a great cast as this film does you know that was yeah definitely i don't think i don't think it would have been as good without any other cast you know what i mean yeah all right if you were like if you want to had all those big hitters Mm-hmm. And of course, Agreed. I was like, Al Pacino's like the top build. He's not even in like the first thirty minutes of the film, and then but then when it finally gets to him, and you're like, this guy, this was a nominated performance for the Academy. Like, so what? Let's see what happens here. And it's just so good. Like Al Pacino used to be so good. <laughs> like what happened, Al? <laughs> Same um, thing I was saying with Godfather Part mm-hmm. Two. I was just like. And then I was watching this. I was like, man, he was still good even in uh, 92, yeah, 92, I believe this came out. So I was like, at what point did he just drop off? Was it was yeah. it before Jack and Jill or was it Jack and Jill? Yeah, it might have <laughs> been Jack and Jill. But yeah, you got Al Pacino. Jack Lemmon is fantastic as well. Um, just interesting character. Um, Alec Baldwin, Alan Arkin, Ed Harris. That's who I couldn't remember. Kevin Spacey. Uh, those are our big players, and uh, even this must have been like a somewhat early turn from Kevin Spacey, right? I mean, like before he before yeah, he was really. Kevin Spacey, like this was because yeah, because then it was like Usual Suspects, and then Seven was like what really put him on the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, good for him, man. Like this is a good performance, and I was like, man, it kind of feels a bit wasted in this film. But then he has that great scene by the end where he's talking to Jack Lemmon. Um, he goes off on him. He's like, how do you, how do you know? How do you know it, I made that up? And that's a great thing because it's just always great when you can catch something that the characters catch. Because he says, he says like, mm-hmm. you know, you can't make up stuff unless it's going to help someone. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. Why would he say make it up? I'm like, what? Oh, he's <laughs> like, why, why would you say that? Why would you say I made it up? Like, and oh man, the sheer amount. And then of there's just, like, when like the camera's like lingering on Kevin Spacey's yeah. face as he comes out slow realization. Yeah. I was just like, that's where Kevin Spacey. This is like, a, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, Kevin like Spacey just look rattled. He's like, <laughs> especially with yeah. those like hard, like the big rimmed glasses that he had on. He's just yeah, like, yeah. I almost wish his eyes would have rolled in the back of his head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he goes demonic on it. <laughs> Oh my gosh! How do you know? <laughs> Such an acting showpiece. Uh, this whole movie, like everyone yeah. is doing great work here. Um, yeah. Uh, only complaint with the film, only like big complaint with the film, the score is really bad. <laughs> like, it's really bad. <laughs> I'm like, this feels so cheesy. I don't know. I maybe Wait, it's who- just because it's nowadays that's such a it seems too trite. Is it James now. Newton Howard? I don't know. Let me take a look. Um, I don't even remember a score. So if that tells you anything, like I don't remember it at all. Uh, composer. Yeah, it was James Newton Howard. You are correct. Man, what happened, James? <laughs> this isn't a good one. Um. Maybe he just used the. Maybe he just wanted it to be a musical and they wouldn't let him do it, so he's just like, screw it. <laughs> it wasn't even like musical music, though. It's just like, what is this? I don't see him on here, though, but whatever. Whatever. He did it. He was the one who did it. Um, 
I don't know. What, anything else to say about it, Aaron? What What are your thoughts overall? Some more thoughts, or David? Anyway, yeah, I'm, go for it. Very much enjoyed this film. I think what I really like about this story, about both the play and the film version, is just kind of like that the the scathing like uh, critique of like capitalism, like corporate structuring in this mm-hmm. film, just. And that's why why the like the the use of language is so great in this film because it's just it's such like a it's cutthroat, it's very cathartic. It's a, yeah. uh, that kind of just like the lid, the lid, <laughs> like the kind lid. of like opening the lid on like all this frustration with like trying to make it in a career when it's like the system hey. is is rigged. The system, mm-hmm. the system is rigged. Rigged, fake news. <laughs> Where where it's like the the top salesmen are become you know continue to be the top salesmen because they get the better leads mm-hmm. and then the people on the bottom don't get the better leads so they can't even build their way up to being the top salesman yeah and it's just a very great like microcosm of like the entire capitalist structure where so it's so hard bad? to break free of a lower class yeah question did you guys feel bad when you found out that the guy who um for, you know, he had that big deal of $80,000 with the, the check balance. Did you feel any remorse or any, anything for him? Or you just like, oh, well, you, you deserved thing. it. I think the, the characters in this film are, like, scummy. And are, like, supposed to feel scummy. Because even when they're, like, generally good people... Like, I think Jack Lemon. I mean, he, he did things for... Like, his character did things for the right reason for his daughter... But also, just looking at the job he and Al Pacino and uh, Ed Harris and, and Alan Arkin have, where they're actively lying to people, tricking them into buying things that they're maybe not comfortable doing. That whole scene with Al Pacino and that guy who's trying to back out of the deal. You're mm-hmm. just like, you feel so bad for that guy. You're like, dude, you're, you're no, running over the coals. I was rooting for Al Pacino. I was like, come on, man. You got to make this work. Like, well, you root for him because he's the, he's the protagonist, but also... you, you think the about, Yeah, but you, you, feel, you think about being on the other side of that. You think of what he's essentially doing to these people. I mean, like, he's like, my wife tells me, I need to get this check back. We can't spend this. He's like, oh, we, we haven't cashed it. You know, come back Monday. You know, you have three days. Come back Monday, and we'll, we'll do it. And then he's, he says to him, well, well, that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's three days, three business days. You don't count Saturday. That it, whole conversation. Yeah. It's like, it's horrifying what he's doing. Because in his mind, he, he's working on how to one-up this person, how to essentially steal hundreds of thousands of dollars from this man. And so they're not good people. No one in this movie is a good person per se, but that doesn't mean they're not doing it for the good reason, for the right reasons. Like Kevin Spacey's like, I have a family too. He has a daughter in the, uh, Jack Lemmon's character has a daughter in the hospital. Ed Harris, his character's kind of awful. Um, just all around. Um, well, I think what's, I think what's really interesting is that like the, the, like the way the movie plays with like the sympathies and that all these characters are, like we've been saying, awful people. And at the same time, they're sympathetic because, you know, like this is the system they're put into. Like they need to do this mm-hmm. to survive, essentially. Mm-hmm. I, I think what's great is, I forget their names, but the, the people who like own 
the, the like the the whole company. Yeah, I don't remember they, like, names, but yeah, they I never gotcha. Morgan and Morgan. Morgan and something. I'll look it up. They never actually. But what's great is like they never actually appear yeah. in the film. Like they're so distant from the events of this film, and yet those are the people that like don't have to go through this to survive. Like they don't have to worry about like when's the next time they're going to be able to buy food or provide for their family. They're and what's so great is that you know like they're completely distant from this event, and yet it's all their fault because it's yeah. like they don't care. Yeah. So I, I think that's I think that's how the movie retains sympathy for all these awful characters. It's like that's a good this point. is like the system that they've been pushed into and they must fight in and it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree. That is a that is a very good point. Mitch and Murray is the, the Mitch name and Murray. Of the company. And that, that's a great point. They're, they're essentially playing puppet master to all these people. They're doing their will. They're, not, they're, they're essentially sitting on the top of their ivory tower, not getting their hands dirty, while these people are out there lying to people all in the name of survival, which is, that's a very interesting point. I, I don't know how I didn't even take it from that perspective of, of Mitch and Murray. That's a very great point. Um, yeah. I, I honestly loved this film. I will be watching this again, hopefully, at some point. Because I think it's a... And I have no clue why. Is it because of all the swearing that it didn't get a nomination for Best Adapted Screenplay? Like, I, I, I looked at like what it got nominated for in the Academy Awards. I'm like, man, this screenplay is amazing. Um, just, just... I'm... Don't know the reason behind it. Did it win anything or no? It won. No, no, it didn't win for anything. But Al Pacino was nominated for his performance. Um, <laughs> could you imagine being in the Oscar audience as they play a clip from this film, and you know that the clip they played was the one from that big breakout, and having to blur his mouth every few seconds? It's like you can't tell that's a good performance from not hearing everything. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, overall, I'd say a great start to this Netflix book club. All right, so uh, next week, guys, we'll be talking about Mulholland Drive, actually, a film that I'd been talking about wanting to see for a while. David had expressed interest as well. And actually, one of Aaron's favorite films of all time, was it number two or number three? Number three. Number three. Although after rewatching it, it oh, might be man. number two. <laughs> okay. Um, so very interested in watching it. Uh, we'll, we'll give you some thoughts uh, next time. Aaron had actually just seen it the other day, so... He's getting off easy on this one, having just <laughs> seen it. Uh, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that next week. Guys, now it's time to move on, of course, to the segment that can only be known as the bad movie of the week. Oh my god! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, give me my ball. Carpet day! No. Guys, this week is my week, and I've had some good ones, I thought. You know, I, I talked a little bit about Hoodwinked, that little film. Everyone remember that one? Yeah. No. No? That classic. My cat is knocking things over and scaring me. Okay, um, but I want to talk a little bit about a film called, and you guys are going to be so surprised we haven't talked about this one yet. A little... <laughs> 
Hoodwink 2. Hello. Hood versus Evil. Garfield. Oh my gosh. <laughs> A 2004 family romp with Bill Murray as the lead cat. The cat I himself. I have a YouTube video I need to show you after this is over. <laughs> is it the one I think it is? It might be. What's the name of it? Uh, I don't remember the name of it. Okay, never mind then. Uh, we'll watch it after. Um, but yeah, so uh, Garfield, starring Bill Murray as Garfield, who famously was tricked into being in this movie because he thought one of the Cohen brothers wrote the movie when it was just <laughs> another person with the last name Cohen. <laughs> Can you imagine if uh, the Cohen brothers had written the Garfield movie? It would though? actually be good. <laughs> like, that's the thing. But did he go? Did he make a statement saying I was tricked to be in this I movie? I mean, essentially, yeah, because that's he's like, yeah, this is. They didn't like say that it wasn't the Cohen brothers, so he's like, now I'm in it. And then he makes that joke. Have you guys seen Zombieland? Yeah. Yeah, he makes the joke. He's like, is there anything you regret? Garfield, maybe. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um. But of course, Brecken Meyer is in this for some reason. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt plays Liz. <laughs> like Liz, <laughs> Liz is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Okay, um, yeah. And then you know that's about it, really. No one else. No one else is in this. You, you got Bill Murray to be in it, and then everyone else with any kind of talent ran away from this movie as fast as they could. <laughs> Directed by Peter Hewitt. Who also directed such such classics <laughs> as, home, as Home Alone Five, The Holiday Heist. Oh no! <laughs> five Home Alone Five. Yeah, they made five yeah. straight to DVD, and of course, also I've seen five. It's bad. <laughs> Why? Yes. Because it was on TV one day. We got to talk about that that. when it comes to Christmas now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Zoom. He also directed that. Oh, no. Remember that one, kids? Never saw it. Never saw it. But Chevy Chase is in it for some reason. So, you know. But anyway, back to Garfield. So, Garfield is a movie about Garfield. You know the little cartoon, little little comic strip guy y'all love? Well, in this movie, he's about the most abomination type thing you've ever seen in your life because they go cg with it and it now i know i talked about the deer talked up the deer and cure for wellness but this is legitimately the worst cg i have ever seen in a somewhat high budget hollywood film with a beloved ip attached to it they allowed this to come out. Now, I don't know who really loves Garfield. He seems like generic, like Casper the Ghost. Like, do people really like these characters? They seem like nothing. <laughs> but, all right. But anyway, people love Garfield. <laughs> and then this comes out, and people go and see it, because I love Garfield. And it's like, well, <laughs> hey, this isn't Garfield. This is a, an abomination to, to my ears, to my eyes. To, to my mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Because you can taste colors. I don't know. It's a thing. Because you know the people who went to go see this were either children or on drugs. 
Um, wow. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll say it. I saw this wow. movie. I was a child, though, so. Uh. Um, but yeah, so Garfield's just bad. I, it, it's been so long since I've seen it that I don't have too much to say plot-wise. I do know that Odie comes in. They don't try and CG Odie. They just use a dog, a real dog, and then because they didn't CG him, one of their plot points makes no sense. The plot point is he goes to the dog show, and dances so good that everyone's like, "That's an amazing dog." Now, if they did CG, they could have him do like a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of John Travolta, but they don't. <laughs> John Instead, Travolta, nice. Instead, they have the dog jump up in the air over and over again with his paws to the sky, and that's considered dancing and is so good, all of the other dogs are shamed out of the dog competition. I mean, I've seen worse viral videos, so... (laughs) Like, this town is so stupid. They think this is, like, the coolest thing they've ever seen. Are they just that gullible, or are they just that easily impressed? Like, I don't know. I just, it's nonsensical and then he goes and then he goes to the city to, to find Odie someone kidnaps Odie because he's famous or something you know the same plot we've seen a million times just replace other characters with Garfield and Odie and then you know the bad guy he hates lasagna that's another reason to hate him because he has a line where he's like I hate lasagna he probably loves money. I think I remember that because I remember seeing this movie way way long <laughs> yeah. ago but I can't tell you anything but I remember the lasagna line yeah and, uh, yeah, it, it's bad. And then Garfield, like, falls from, like, the top of the building, but lands in a truck filled with lasagna. Some classic writing right here, guys. Of course, this movie goes out to make millions of dollars <laughs> to the point where they justify a sequel being made. Garfield 2, The Tale of Two Kitties. And that's when everyone collectively got up Grabbed their computer and Ron Swanson did just threw it in the garbage. They're like, no. But they did that with all of their Garfield memorabilia instead. The mm-hmm. end. It's a, good, it's a good story. Thank you. It's a, it's a good story. Applause. Thank you. Wow, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, let's move on. To the final topic, of course, this is the fault in your stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. That's fine. I get that, but you're wrong and I hate you. Aaron has it this week. This is, of course, the game that we play at the end of every episode where we go on Flickster. We find a bad review for a good movie or a good review for a bad movie. And then we read that review, replace all of the names, all of the the director names, actor names, and then the other two of us try and guess what that film is. Now, this is done with varying degrees of success, but we're going to see if we can do this. David, you and I, teamwork, Aaron. I'm always ready. What is Uh, You guys are going to get this. Okay, well, (laughs) good to know. (laughs) All right, what do we got? One and a half stars. One and a half stars. Wow, what a chick flick, but not much of a musical. The songs don't fit the storyline, and the storyline is real basic. The twist is that they both agree to choose their dreams over their love. I look, big deal. By the way, my wife didn't even like it. I gave it a star and a half because he has is pretty good. I hope you enjoy (laughs) it. I didn't.
Well, it's La La Land. <laughs> I mean, there's no, no, no other way to spin that. Um, he has. What did he say? He gave it one star because he. I has... gave it star and a half because he has is pretty good. What is he meaning to say there? No idea. Like that's not even close to anyone's name in this film. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that was an easy one this week, guys. <laughs> Pack it in. Classic. Um, well, the thing is, like, I picked it assuming it was gonna be the best picture uh, winner. So I'd yeah. be like, oh, it ties in thematically with talking about the Oscars at the beginning. Man, did you get screwed? You wrap out. it up with uh, a La La Land review, and then I was like, oh, well, don't have time to find a Moonlight one. Also. <laughs> Really scared about what kind of reviews oh, I'd find in the <laughs> negative now, section of Moonlight. Don't, don't worry, Aaron. I will find a Moonlight review for next week. I'm, I'm not going to really do that because I just gave it away. Guys, this has been Reboot Already Underway. Episode 41, guys. 41 weeks we've been doing this. Um, even more, really, because we took a week off. So, really, technically 42. Um, thank you That's all for crazy. listening. Uh Guys, of course, our best picture segment ended, but Aaron, I think we talked about maybe doing something, maybe sort of like that. You'll, well, well we're going to talk it out. Maybe we'll get a little something going as a little stopgap between these huge episodes. So maybe we stay a little bit more in your mind throughout the week, you know? You're like, well, the big episode's coming, but maybe a little something to, to whet your appetites. Uh, we're going to talk about it, but... Uh, maybe an appetizer? Wet someone's appetite, that's a thing. An appetizer. Yeah, yeah, as an appetizer, sure. Um, a nappetizer? A wappetizer? What? A nap, a nappetizer. Oh. oh. Um, guys, if you want to find us around the internet, you can find us at Reboot Already on, on Twitter. Of course, we're tweeting things. We're tweeting like crazy. Uh, we tweeted about the Academy Awards last night to all of the big award winners. Um, and also, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud post uh new episodes every thursday night uh yeah for the most part sometimes i i don't get them out on time but you know it's a one-man thing on this editing i'd like to see you two do it <laughs> um, uh, i'm gonna take a hard pass <laughs> yeah exactly um Guys, if you want to find David around the internet, you can find him at dbex15 on Twitter. That's two S's, dbex15. Uh, he's out there. He's tweeting. He's retweeting. He's liking. He's favoriting. He's DMing me all the time, and he wants me to say things. I'm going to say ha-ha now for, I guess, that's what he wants. He wants a ha-ha, I suppose. <laughs> I want to feel like I'm... You want to you be validated. <laughs> yes. Um... Yeah, so uh, go follow David there. Also on uh, Instagram, same handle. Uh, if you want to find Aaron around the internet, you can find him at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. Also, this clever blog name is already taken on Tumblr. Working on anything, Aaron? Uh, not sure, but presumably there will be a Logan review shortly. Woo! Well, that was way too loud. I'm sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, so check him out there. And if you want to find me, Jake Lacey, around the internet, you can find me at Jake Lace on Tumblr. Oh, yeah, why did I go Tumblr first? <laughs> Jake Lace on Tumblr. I'm not used to saying Jake Lace Twitter. It's still new. Uh, Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. Uh, sorry if you follow me and you got all those Oscars tweets. Um, actually, I saw an, up t an uptake 
in Twitter followers when the Oscar stuff happened, which is surprising. I was expecting people to leave, and I wouldn't blame them. Um, so, yeah, uh, you can follow me on there. I, I'm tweeting more movie stuff now, so sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, I'm choking. Guys, <laughs> join us again next week as we talk a little bit about Mulholland Drive. A film that we're actually oh, going to Oh, you talk finished about your sentence week. too quickly. Yeah. Uh, see, this is the thing. When we're gonna talk, <laughs> when we're gonna be talking about a movie, I'm gonna be talking about Mulholland Drive, not The Bye Bye Man. Don't think it. Don't exactly. say it. Now, here's the thing: when Bye Bye Man is don't out, think it, don't say it. Listen, when Bye Bye Man is out, don't the rental. Think it. This is don't where say it. this is when we should start the mini stuff with the Bye Bye Man rental. We'll talk about it. Guys, thank you for listening. We'll see you all again next week with a brand new episode. We're going to talk a little bit about Mulholland Drive, so be sure to watch it, everyone. Goodbye.